Hi everyone and welcome to 10 out of 10 would recommend with me Tolly T and my bestie Gina. I'm so excited to be back. Um, what was meant to be a how? Wait, how long did we say we were away for? We were like, <laughs> I don't know. we're gonna go for Christmas. We're just gonna have a nice Christmas, and we'll be back in the new year. It is now May. Yeah, I mean, it's giving absentee father. It's giving it be right back, but doesn't turn, return for five years. I don't it know is. what happened, but we were away for a long time. We were away for a very long time. It's also kind of given like um, a superhero who's got things to do, but we'll be back. Yes, like, yes. I'm off. <laughs> I'm off for a bit, saving the world, getting yes. things done. Yeah. And I will be back. Um, but I'm very excited to be back. It, you know what's so weird as well is that I realised that we, like when we weren't doing the podcast, I was like, oh, usually I would ring you, ring you before, ring you after. We were speaking all the time. I'm like, damn, it's like, now we, I don't even speak That's to you. That's a lie, Gina. We speak, we speak, okay, we speak really often still. But <laughs> I felt like we spoke more, even more because of the podcast. We spoke excessively. It was excessive. Podcast. It was definitely yeah. excessive, but I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But I like that. I love it. So I'm happy to be back. I'm happy that we get to like discuss the shows before we actually record. And now we're back here as well, which is guess what have you been watching during it? Um, because I've got a show that I really want to talk about. Um it's old school. It's happened before. I've watched it before and I'm watching it again because it's on Netflix. And Ooh. that is Teen Mum. Oh you watch the four of us become teen moms on 16 and pregnant. Making adult decisions about relationships. I don't want to be done with Adam. Responsibility. And I want to go out one time and just because Robbie's going, I can't go. Oh. Trust. So you help me. I will. But not on Mondays or Thursdays or even Saturdays. And independence. I don't appreciate you having sex in my house. Mom. Nothing else worse can happen, Mom. Don't know why this time around, but it is so much better. Oh my gosh. It is so much better. And I've gone through a thing where I've kind of like Googled everyone's lives to see how old the kids are now. That's the best. How they're getting on. Is everyone all right? And there is a um, a girl in it who got pregnant as a teenager and had twins. And I remember being a teenager and that being my worst fear. And that's kind of what stops me from teenage pregnancy. Because mm. I was like, it would be my luck. I would be the one to get pregnant at 16 and then have twins. <sighs> rough what is this the season with because there were like two that i remember yes one with like uh kaylin and like yes. far is that is it that Teen one mom two it is team mom two okay the best yeah. one i reckon yeah yeah yeah. I've, I've watched loads of clips on that on youtube for some reason and i really enjoyed <laughs> it <laughs> go watch the full episodes on netflix honestly it is so good i don't know why it's so good but it is so good and also it's weird watching it back now and looking back at the 2000s when it's mm. like fake they're really talking about facebook this new thing that just started and their outfits are awful wow. makeup awful hair awful just because of the area it's in it was such a big thing back in the day wasn't it like teen mom mm-hmm. um sweet 16 mtv had us by the next you know yeah they actually did because I'll never forget Sweet Sixteen as well was another one. I hope they put that Love on that. One day. That introduced me to Tiana Taylor. Really? Actually, yeah. same. Why am I... Same. It same. was her Sweet Sixteen that I was like, who is this girl? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that would be great to come on Netflix. If Netflix won, Sweet Sixteen would be absolutely amazing addition. So that's what I've been watching old school wise. What have you done during the break? Have you kept busy? Outside um, of working, of course. Well, yes. Been working, obviously. <laughs> we, we, yes, we thank God. Uh, still here, thank you. Um, Pop And I think, well, do you know what? Within the same kind of, I guess, arena of like shows that have already been out, kind of reality TV type thing, I started watching Below Deck. 
which is also recently come what on Netflix. What is that? Below, okay, Below Deck is a reality TV show about uh, a crew of people who work on this luxury yacht. Okay. And there's two different ones. There's Below Deck, the regular one, and they go to like all different places. I think they go to like the Caribbean and like all these other very nice, beautiful places. And then there's another one called Below Deck Mediterranean, which is the spin-off. That one is sadly not on Netflix. It is oh, on no. um, all four though. Sorry to bug on but it is on there. If you want to see it. <laughs> um, but Below Deck, the original mm-hmm. is on Netflix. The mega yacht is the ultimate floating playground for the rich and famous. <laughs> Normally when people see these boats, they think about demanding... My sake is now hot. ...or crazy millionaires who own it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. You're really aggravating me. I want an eight. But what they don't think about is who's cleaning, who's cooking, who's maintaining the exterior. And that would be us, the Yachties. It is so... I don't know. I was just... I really love reality TV shows anyway, but I, I was hooked. And also, what's so good about it is that all of these people who come on the show and like all the guests that they tend to are really rich and so like some of them are just absolutely awful but in the best way that makes reality tv so great because they just ask them to do the maddest things and then the crew are like having relationships because they're together all day every day for like eight weeks it's really, really good. I recommend Wait, it. Wait, so if you were like crazy rich here, like stupid rich, I'm talking like stupid rich here. Yeah. Stupid rich. Um, what would be your kind of like dick command? Like, yeah, it's a command and it's a want that you want that kind of makes you a dick, but you don't care. Ooh, that is such a good question. I would have someone else take my makeup off. You know what? That is a sick idea. <laughs> sensational i love that and you're not routine for you every day that is such a good idea i was thinking of someone that like like i want to kind of have like four options for outfits every day right and i want someone that's going to iron each of them oh that is so so good that is what i would like to happen basically an ironer you and i have been speaking a lot we like (laughs) we hate chores uh, we hate chores we hate chores so much and I'm truly just in the market for literally anyone to, to loan me, I don't know, a couple, tens of thousands, maybe a million, one million, just so I can pay someone to do all these things for me for the rest of my life. Right. Okay. We talked about what we want if we had money. It's actually, <laughs> it, do you know what? It lives in the same world of, as what, would I, what I probably would want if I was a superhero, which makes mm, sense for our next guest. Yes. Okay. I love that segue. Did you love that segue? I love oh, that Oh gosh, segue. the break was good for me. <laughs> I like, I I brushed up my skills. I kind of like came here knowing what I was doing, you know? Um, We have an amazing guest who's actually waiting for us to come on. So let's like wrap this up and go talk to them. Let's do it. 90 years. 90 years. And what do we have to show for it? We've made a difference, Shell. dad like when he was younger nothing ever rattled faster the man i knew was never at home when i was a kid too busy saving the world brandon chloe everything you do is a reflection on this family you have to be the ideal Today 
Today's guest is none other than comic book legend himself, Mark Miller. Among many things, Mark is highly revered for his work on The Ultimates, which was labelled Time Magazine's book of the decade. Decade is 10 years, can I just say? Not just one year, a decade. Largely considered the inspiration behind the Avengers movie, Marvel's Civil War movies, The Kingsman, he's also behind Kick-Ass and Wanted. Uh, and in the first of his collaborations with Netflix, Jupiter's Legacy, written by Mark and first published in 2013, debuted on Netflix Friday the 7th of May. He's here with us today. Mark, hello! Hey there, guys. Hello. Good, to, good to see you. It's great to see you. Um, firstly, I feel like you were very humbled when, like, Gina was reading out all your accolades there. You were kind of like, yeah, sure. But I... You're a legend. You you're basically, a legend. <laughs> you're a legend. I, I messaged those exact questions. I was like, wait, he's kind of a legend, isn't he? Like, kind of a big deal. <laughs> I mean, who you are and what you do is a big deal. Well, do you know, the beauty though is, is kind of famous, but not famous, you know, like kind of within the industry and everything, you know, I know everybody, but literally nobody will ever ask for your autograph. You know, it's like nobody, nobody knows you at all. So it's kind of lovely because you get invited to all the cool parties but you don't have all the downside of fame. Like nobody cares, which is kind of nice as well. That's the best. That's how I that want to That sounds like, yeah, that's the dream. That that's the actual the dream. dream. And also it's like you do stuff. So it's not just, I'm a face that everyone reckon, like I actually work and I've saved a whole superhero franchise basically is who you are. I, I could never be a YouTuber or an influencer. It's like, who wants to see a ginger middle-aged guy? You know, it's like, you know, I, ha- I have to be behind the camera, you know? So. <laughs> Mark, I would watch it. I'd watch on YouTube, just to say. I would too. I think you'd kill it on TikTok, quite personally. Yeah, I, I would definitely, I would absolutely, I would subscribe to it. I'm all over it. I would definitely watch that if you were to ever do it. So you have two audience members here, if you ever thought about doing it. Um, like Gina said, you were kind of, you're, 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 you're a legend and you're a legend in the comic book game. How is it like switching from that into making films? Um, did you learn new things about yourself? Were you good at it? <laughs> Do you know what I learned? I learned? I'm a total control freak. I'm a total control freak. Oh, yeah. I didn't, didn't realise, you know. See, when you're doing comics, it's just you and the artist and it's all very relaxed and everything, you know. But see, once it becomes a film or a TV show, there's a lot of moving parts. And I didn't realise autonomy that you have when you're doing something in a book. You're kind of the master of what you're doing. But mm-hmm. you have to make sure you still do that whenever you go and do films and telly and everything too. So I found myself, anytime somebody does something that I don't like, I, I throw my toys out the pram and all that. I'm quite surprised at myself. You know, I'm kind of like, uh, I mean, there's projects I've had closed down uh, other studios before I came to Netflix. Like there was a big movie about to be made about nine years ago and I saw the script and, I, and it was just ready to start. And I phoned up the head of the studio and I said, you might as well set fire to the money in the street. It's like, this is never going to work. And they said, we've never had, we've never had a writer phone us up and say, don't make this movie. And I've done that three times now. I've done it three times. I, o- I only want my name on good stuff. So that was the big surprise. I was surprised how much uh, I cared about things. Oh my, okay. I love the idea that you seem to be I the kindest, that. nicest, sweetest man would never hurt a fly. And yet somehow in a, almost a Hulk fashion, <laughs> you're like, absolutely not. I will kill everyone you love if you make this No, movie. but I love that. That is the level of talent I crave to be on, to be like, no, you're not doing that. I don't need the money. I don't need you to do this. I'm only going to have my name on good shit. That is, yeah. and, and we can tell clearly because, wow. It's a good way to live your life because there's only a certain amount of things that's going to have your name on them. So you want to make sure it's good. And I would rather have one good thing made than 10 bad things, you know? And I think it's a good way to have a wee bit of longevity, isn't it? If people associate your name with good stuff, then they can kind of trust you. But I'll tell you, I mean, this was like 
whenever I first phoned up and says, um, the one movie in particular, I says, don't make this movie, it, it doesn't work. They were like, yeah, well, that's your opinion and everything. But see, the minute you say they're going to lose a lot of money, they get terrified and then and then they cancel the movie. So I've realised if you want something cancelled, you just say, you're going to lose a fortune here. And then they, then they get scared. <laughs> <laughs> That is a great tip. So were you involved in the casting? Were you on set often? Because like Gina said, you are you look like the nicest man ever. But I also do love that you have this in you. Yeah, me too. Well, it's being Scottish, isn't it? You know, it's like, I mean, we're, we're not prepared to knife people up here. You know, if we need to slash somebody, you know, we, we will do it. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, I mean, at Netflix, I've only had a good experience. So Netflix has been awesome. And what made it especially awesome is that every step of the way from page one, until the final edits, uh, I'm hanging over these things, but I'm loving it. It's actually, I've never worked with so many good people in my life. It's absolutely brilliant. I'm having an absolute ball. Oh, that's so nice. What's it like for you, like looking back at like the, I, I've researched you clearly, um, the start of your career to now and being able to be where you are now and be like, I you put my name on good shit. I kind of like Netflix bought my house and let me live in it and pay my bills as well. <laughs> How is it that looking back to from where you started from? Amazing. I mean, genuinely, when I was 19, I started doing this when I was 19 and I had a wee bed set flat, right? And it looked like, I mean, it was Dickensian, right? I mean, it really looked terrible. I had no floor in my kitchen and I had no fridge in my kitchen. I used to walk on the beams for the first year of my career and I had water and little buckets outside the kitchen window that I kept cheese and milk in because I couldn't afford a fridge and everything, you know? Wow. And I remember when I got a phone when I was, when I was uh, 19 and a half or something, I got a phone and that was amazing. You know, see, not having to walk down to the phone box where there was usually like a gang of crazy drug addicts or something hanging about the phone box or something, you know? So, mm -hmm. so I mean, well, I, I remember what it was like to be poor, so to be in this situation now is awesome. I'll tell you one quick thing, you know Empire Magazine, the film magazine? Um, mm -hmm. At that time, uh, was 1989 when I was 19, I remember Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman was on the cover of issue two of Empire Magazine, and I... Uh, I had enough money to either buy dinner that night or Empire Magazine, and I bought Empire Magazine and didn't have dinner that night. So then when I was on the cover of Empire Magazine in 2010 with Kick-Ass, I was like, this feels really good, you know? So so yeah. I, can appre I appreciate it, you know? I really appreciate it. Oh, you really love this world then, because I would have bought food. <laughs> <laughs> Once I read the magazine, I ate the magazine, you know, of course. Yeah, I know, <laughs> of course. And I still have some pieces here today. <laughs> um, uh, I just, going on your, you saying that you learned that you were a little bit of a control freak and that you love putting thing, your name on good things. Have you ever considered, I had to ask this, have you ever considered doing a Stan Lee and hiding yourself in each of your films like he does, like he did with the with the Marvel films? Well, it's funny, I've got four brothers and uh, like brothers always give each other a hard time, you know, and like one of my brothers says to me, never do the Stan Lee cameo thing. He says, you'll ruin the film for me. You'll ruin the film oh. if I see you in the film, you know? And, it's, <laughs> he said, and he, he's kind of right because it pulls you out of the movie if you see somebody you know walking past in the background or something. But I also feel as it's Stan Lee's thing, isn't it? You know, so I feel mm, right. like I love yeah. Stan. So I just think, don't try and be Stan. You know, I just respect what, what he did. You know, he, I mean, he was my hero when I was five and then he was my hero as an adult as well. And you've met him. And is it true, never meet your heroes or meet your heroes? Oh, meet your heroes, definitely. You know, like, uh, but, you know, if your hero is Batman, he's going to be great. You know, so if you can, yeah. if you can meet yeah. Batman, meet Batman, you know. But like, uh, but Stan, uh, I interviewed him for a magazine back in 2003 when I was working at Marvel and I was doing all Marvel's biggest books back then. It was the beginning of my career, so I'd taken off. And uh, Stan said to me, 
you should do your own thing. I think you'd be pretty good at creating your own characters and all that. And it was just very informal when I was interviewing him. And I started writing next day. You know, when Stan Lee tells you to do something, you go and do it, you know? So I bought yeah. a pad and I got a pen and I was sitting and I came up with Wanted next day. I, uh, and then about three months later, I sold it as a movie and with Angelina Jolie in it and everything, you know? So, I mean, if, if Stan hadn't told me to do that, I'd probably never have gone off and done my own thing. So he inspired me as a little kid and then he inspired me as an adult as well. It's great. Wow, what a great anecdote. That is insane. Wow. Mark, you've got to tell me to finish my book, mate. You've got to tell me to yeah, finish no, my book. Yeah, no, tell me to do stuff. Tell yeah, me. Yeah, honestly, honestly. <laughs> tell me. So I can have this story about you too one day, Mark. Oh, yeah, exactly. the thing is, Mark Miller exactly. told me Mark to do my book. <laughs> he gave me the final piece of the Empire magazine and he told me to write <laughs> my dreams. Um, just speaking on um, Jupiter's legacy specifically, let's talk a little bit about what influenced um what influenced sort of the look and feel of the show was it influenced by anything else on screen no everything i ever loved is in this you know like um because whenever i sat down to write this i i'd just done my 10 years at marvel and i had a lot of hits at marvel and everything with superheroes and then i'd created kick-ass and kick-ass was a big superhero thing so i'd been away from superheroes for a couple of years when i sat down to write this and i thought if i'm going to do superheroes again it has to be bigger than everything and i actually wrote at the top of the page this has to be the greatest superhero story of all time i wrote that at the page one and i i thought i'm going to set that high bar so everything i ever loved whether it was 1940s superman comics or the king kong movie you know you name it everything is thrown into this this story and i thought if i never write another superhero story again i've got to do something that everything i want to say about superheroes and genre and everything is all in, in this this thing so yeah my god it's i've picked little things from all over there's little bits of everything in here everything i love no one can live up to the ideal not even die like I'm not a huge super like it's not in my veins I haven't I don't inject superhero into my veins it's not like I'm more of a rom-com kind of person but but I say that to say and I guess this is your whole thing that you kind of make superhero films and that genre kind of accessible for people like me who are not really into it because you add such good themes to it and that's what I loved about this because it was like even if I wasn't into all the fighting scenes, I was into all of the stories. So like the troubled daughter, the father and son relationships, so brother and brother relationships. There's so many like themes in us. Like it feels very real life. And there was a scene, I don't think I was spoiling anything, but there was like a fight in the club. I'm sure you remember oh, Mark. Oh, I love that scene. And, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure I love well, this scene. Mark, you know. I'm sure you know it. And, there's, and it's like, they start using their superpowers. And I'm like, imagine just being out in like liquid and envy, right? And these two girls just start having a fight and they just start showing their superhero powers. Like, I'll lose my shit. And I was like, this is brilliant, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. They really look as if they're going at it as well, don't they? You know, whenever yeah. whenever Chloe's squaring off, you know, when you, she's got her yeah. forehead right up mm -hmm. against the other girl's forehead and everything, you know, yeah. it's, it's quite intense, isn't it? I think it's, it's a great scene. And normally when, whenever people do nightclubs and, and TV and films, it never actually seems like a nightclub, you know? But this, did it yes. had that that had that great vibe it was so beautifully directed that episode it was a, an absolute cracker there are a lot of good relationships in the movie and that you know mm -hmm. 
every relationship that's a family relationship is always really interesting in a story, which is why Shakespeare works, and it's why the Godfather works and all that, you know, because it's all fathers and their children and everything. Yeah. Who, who, did, who did you like the best? Because everybody seems to have their own favourite character from the show. Who, who did you like? Okay, so mine was the mum. Lady Lexi, I really liked her. I just thought she was really like, she played, okay, although I don't love women that are quite like moldable and stuff like that, yeah. but she kind of has like, it seems like she has, has more to her than that. And yeah. I feel like I'm going to see more of that as we get more seasons, hopefully. Um, who I like the least, and I feel very strongly about this, is the daughter. She does, she did my nutting. She is so out of order. <laughs> in, 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 in a way that you've written her perfectly, because I love when people write characters really well, that you kind of feel like, if I saw her on the streets, oh, I'll have a go at her. Like, your, your dad is the most powerful man in the world. Why are you such a brat? What is wrong with you? Like, sort it out. Like, I take the side of the dad completely because I am a dad, yeah. right? So I always kind of feel like, yeah, that dad's doing the right thing. He's got to control those kids, you know? Whereas my daughter, my oldest daughter, I've got kids from seven up to 23, right? And my, mm. my, my actually, she's not 23 just yet. But she, my oldest one, um, she's like, oh, yeah, the dad's so strict. The daughter's perfect and everything you know and it's and it's so funny because anybody under sort of 25 is 100 percent on the side of the daughter where her story goes i won't spoil it because i don't know if you've read the books but where her story goes it's the best character arc i've ever done and where her brother's story goes my goodness uh, controversially i actually think that my favorite character is probably walter oh my you know we we can't say too much young walter or old walter oh that is a really good question I think yeah, I think young water. I think young water because I can I I just think young water so interesting. You can see I think young water is the y- younger brother, right? Yeah. Or old. Or oh, sorry, he's an older brother. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. older brother. Yeah. Older brother older, older, okay, yeah, older. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you can. I, I mean, I, I'm an only child, so I find sibling relationships anyway very interesting. And I just yes. think this particular relationship, as you learn more about it, is very, very, very interesting. So Walter actually is my favorite character for how interesting he is. Definitely. Well, you know, he's kind of right. In the first episode, he's talking about the superheroes, and he's saying, "Look, we've been around for ninety years, and we've done nothing." You know, ultimately, we're about to have the same financial collapse that we had in 1929, coming out of a global pandemic. The rise of nationalism in every country in the world—it's a mess. We've done nothing. We were supposed to save the world and this is what we're living in now. You know, this is this is terrible. So there's a kind of good argument for, for Walter's case, isn't there, I think? You know, so you can yeah. see why the young characters and Walter, you know, they, they're kind of right in some way. And the Utopian's kind of right in his own way too, aren't they? What I kind of like yeah. about this, this is that nobody's completely right. Nobody's completely yes. wrong. There's lots of shades there, isn't there, you know? It's not super villains. It's just super people. Isn't yeah, it? definitely. And I think that's a good thing to talk about in, within the contrast between good and bad. Because I think even in what to do good because I've got a thing where I feel like I'm a really good person and every so often I do things that remind me I'm a piece of shit (laughs) 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 oh that wasn't great but I do feel like everybody has that I don't think um, Utopia can just be we're just good I feel like sometimes bad has to be in good for it to prevail and I don't know I might have gone too far there but I just think it has to be a thing no it's a yin and a yang isn't it you know there's got to be a little in both and and I think I mean think about this right so you think you think a Utopian is a good guy he plays by the rules he's got his code but he allows people to be tortured in some parts of the world with dictatorships you know and he lets kids in Afri- Africa starve you know he stood by and let millions of people die you know so, so by not interfering with other countries 
ethically there's something a little bit wrong with him too, isn't there? You know, so so it's quite. A, yeah. You think of him as this decent guy, but he's standing back and letting terrible things happen sometimes too. You know, so it's quite it's quite interesting. And I love the idea that that's what the fight is. It's not somebody robbing a bank the way it is in every mm -hmm. other superhero movie. It's an actual proper debate, isn't it? You know, and it's a, it's the kind of thing you would fall out with somebody over. You know, like you're letting these people starve to death. You know, it's like that's a yeah. that's a big thing. So you mentioned the comic books, and if people want to see what happens, you can read those. But can you tell us about where does Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix take us in terms of the comic books? Have we caught up? Are we going to be seeing kind of like a Game of Thrones type situation where the two have split and they're, and they're different? Uh, where are we going? No, no, we're, we're, we're keeping it. I mean, one, one nice thing about sort of being in there on the other side is I'm over the wall and I can help shape it mm. to where I want it to be, you know. But the, yeah. the book in total is going to be six volumes. Four of them are out already. Um, volume five actually starts in a month's time. So not by accident. The minute I saw the show coming, I thought, let's get the new book out there, you know. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> Look at him, a marketing genius. <laughs> there, there could be, you know, tens of millions of new readers here. This could be pretty good. But mm -hmm. like, uh, so uh, I wanted about six volumes of a book and uh, we've actually only scratched the surface with season one. We've got... Um, chapters one and two, a little bit of chapter four and some of the prequel series kind of in the first season. So we've got tons of stuff to, to play with in the future. And I'll be finished the whole thing in about six months. So we'll be well ahead of the, the show. So there'll be no, no Game of Thrones situation where you have to kind of make it up at the end. You know? So are we going to have more where they kind of like go back in time and kind of age a bit more? Because they do, they do age really well. Although the back in the days, the, the brother... The brothers and the best friend, they make a very good looking trio. Like, I was just like, they're so good looking. Very good and the looking. suits and the outfits are great. Correct. Um, but anyway, aging. So, are they going to go back in time? Is it going to be more? Are they going to get age even more? Because they're superheroes. I assume they live, I mean, they, they die, but you know, they age well. They age well. They do. They, they look good. But, like, uh, but the, where the books go from here, I mean, I, I wouldn't be doing too many spoilers because uh, the books tell you everything anyway, you know. But okay. the, the B storyline is always going to be set in the past. So, the A storyline is present day and we follow on from where the show ended. But then we're going to go back and see what it was like to be a superhero in the 50s and 60s and everything, you know? Uh, so nice. so we will, we'll eventually catch up by the present day, by, by the final season. That's the plan. If, we're, if God is good enough to grant us a second season, we'll see what happens, you know? So fingers crossed. Here we are. I'm a plain woman. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll have a season two and we're back here again talking to you, Mark. I can oh, see I've, it. I've got a good feeling about it. I do, I mean, you never yeah, want to be cocky, but, you know, we all feel good getting into this and we, we, we do think people are going to like this. And, like, it's been two years since we've had a big superhero blockbuster. It's crazy. Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man, was, that was two years ago. It's nuts. So instead of superhero fatigue, I've got superhero starvation. Like, I, I want more of this stuff. Like, <laughs> so I think on Friday, summer blockbuster season begins and we, we have all the fun again. Before I get on to the next question, we didn't actually ask you, who is your favourite character? Maybe, in fact, maybe just give us of this, of this series, of the Netflix series, season one, who is your favourite character? I think my favourite character writing it uh, was Sky Fox, like George. Like I, I love, I love writing him. You know, he's really fun. Like, uh, I love Chloe as well. Like, Chloe's really fun to write because, you mm. know, she's such a nightmare and everything, you know, but that makes it cool. And where her journey goes is really interesting. But Sky Fox, he's like a guy I'd hang about with, you know? So, like, I based him on, you know, the old English actor, Oliver Reed? I based them on Oliver Reed and Richard Harris and Peter O'Toole and those guys who they would go out for a drink on Friday and they'd wake up in Greece on Tuesday or something like that. You know, they just Love like a that. good night out. So Sky Fox is, to I mean, season two and beyond. That's where we're going with this. I think it's been a long time since you've had a good looking guy who's a big womanizer, smokes a lot of cigarettes, drinks a lot of beer and just has a good time. And you've never really seen 
a superhero leaning into that. Even Iron Man quickly started to have alcohol problems and things. He's got yeah. the opposite of problems. He's got alcohol deliciousness. He, 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 <laughs> he enjoys it. You know, He yeah. wants a big night out. Uh, but what's also really cool about him, you find out in the books, is he becomes radicalised because he becomes disenchanted in the 1960s. He becomes disenchanted with the status quo and he thinks the government's unfair and there's a wide disparity between rich and poor. So he drops out of the system. He joins the Black Panthers. He's involved in all the riots in the 60s and everything. <gasps> and he becomes a radicalised superhero who becomes the worst enemy of his former best friends because he doesn't like the cops, he doesn't like the system, and he's hanging out with people who have nothing. And he becomes, he's a counterculture hero, you know, So which back in 1968 made you public enemy number one. Everybody's trying to kill mm -hmm. him. You know? I would date him. <laughs> <laughs> we should put that on the poster. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. What is next for Miller World? Are we doing more print? Are we doing more on-screen stuff? Will we ever see the magic order? What is the... What's going on for, for Miller World next? You know what it's like? like Netflix, best marketing department in the world. So they actually have a little plan to tease all this stuff out. You know, so the projects that's been announced already, you know, things like Magic Order, Super Crooks, um, Sharky the Bounty Hunter, American Jesus, Space Bandits, Prodigy. Yeah, it's quite a lot. You know, it's quite a few. So one by one over the next few weeks, I think the plan is once Jupiter's Legacy comes out and everybody likes it, they can say, well, if you like this, you might also like this, you know, so it'll be rolled out in that fashion. But, the, you know, the Netflix drone will appear and shoot me dead if I say what, what is next. But That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, in terms of print, um, Jupiter's Legacy sequel, uh, like I say, the volume five, that comes out in end of June, I think. You know, the show is out in my wedding anniversary, weirdly, as well. So Ah, that's nice. I told my wife I did it on purpose. Even though that's not true. Aww. But that actually has to be a good omen, hasn't it? I mean, it's coming out May the 7th, which is our wedding anniversary, you know, so like, yeah. uh, now I don't have to buy a present, which is great. No, you have to get her a present, Mark. <laughs> no, well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm going out tomorrow. Like, I've been doing interviews every day, you know, all the promo for the stuff and everything. And I've been doing it for about a month. And I haven't the chance to get a present. And normally I put quite a lot of thought into these things, you know. So I'm going to go out early tomorrow and try and come up with something really good. You know? Okay, this is off key, but like, what's she into? Me and Jeannie can help you with her presents. We're here. Quick brainstorm, let's go. That's a good question. See, I quite like doing something cool. I'll give you an example of a previous one. I had a little birthday party for her in the house. And then halfway through the party, I gave her an envelope that said, you've got to get to Glasgow Central Station as quickly as possible. And she was like, what? So, and I had a bag packed for her and we went to oh Central Station. Gosh. And in Central Station, there was a sleeper train that takes you down to London. So we got this, she was like, what? So we got the sleeper train and the lady, the ticket lady I'd planned on the train gave her another little envelope that I'd sent on ahead of time. And she said, somebody's waiting for you uh, the other end at King, King's Cross. And we, somebody there gave a, an envelope that then sent her to St Pancras. I was with her the whole time. And in St Pancras, we went to Paris. And then we got to Paris and she was like, what the hell is going on here? And we got to the other end and a table a table booked at the Eiffel Tower for our dinner, you know? Oh, we can't help you. But the trouble was I put so much thought into that year that and now I've got to try and top this, you know, and it gets really hard every year to try and come up with something as cool, you know? So I always try and put that little... I don't want to just show up with flowers from the, the, the garage or something, the petrol station. Oh, you know? I was going to suggest a necklace, Mark. I was like, maybe some Joe Malone perfume. Or yeah, a candle. <laughs> You've won. I thought that people were just, you know, when you see those kind of things happen on films, I thought that was just made up. You are, you do, you, there are people that actually do. That is beautiful. What can I say? 
<laughs> so I like to try and do something a little bit special. She's actually so non-materialistic, which is really good. I mean, I, I love that, you know, that she's not really into anything valuable or anything. So she quite likes it if you kind of put a little thought in it and come up with something good, you know, so... So I've got the, I've got a team of nieces. I've got I've got forty two nieces and nephews, right? So I've got forty two oh, wow. nieces and nephews. So I get a little email out to the nieces and see if they can give me some ideas sometimes too. You know, so they're pretty good. Yeah. You are brilliant. Also, I don't know what's taking me so long, but I just realised Miller World is because your name is Mark Miller. I don't know why. Talani, why did you admit that? Why did you admit that? I don't know why I said that out loud. But I was like, leave this podcast. Leave it now. Wouldn't it be amazing if it was actually just a coincidence? That'd be even better if it was just a coincidence. (laughs) Hey, listen, Tolly, wait till you hear about Walt Disney. For people who like love you and, and, I'm, and I'm sure like you are an inspiration to so many people who are up and coming, who kind of want, who are into this and want to um, write comic books and want to make films and TV shows one day. What's the advice? And let's not make it like reach for the stars, like actual real advice that they can actually follow. Well, there's a great advantage compared to when I was starting out because you have the internet now. Like I was a teenager when I started this and you had to try and get some black and white indie work. Yeah. Uh, and nobody saw it because, you know, you had to put an advert in a magazine. It was expensive. So it took you a while to kind of get noticed. Whereas now the beauty of the internet is if somebody's good, they get discovered like within 24 hours. It's crazy. Especially if you're an artist because people can see your artwork and go, this guy's awesome and he gets a job at Marvel. This this happens every day. Um, but I would say if you're a writer, team up with an artist. Uh, find somebody online, team up. Do maybe a 10-page story for free and put it up online as your calling cards. If you're interested in film, what I would say is make a little five-minute short film with some friends. You'll always find somebody who can do something with you. Make a little five-minute short because nobody's got time to watch a 90-minute thing anyway. A great little five-minute short. Get it up on YouTube, and if it's good, it'll go everywhere. There's a beautiful democratisation about things just now, which is that on the internet, is whether you're good or bad, you know, that's whether you succeed or fail, isn't it? You know, if, if people like it, it gets shared. If people don't like it, they don't bother sharing it. And you can be seen by as many people as Marvel and DC if you do a funny video. You know? That's great advice. That was really good advice. And before you go also, Mark, we usually ask um, our guests to give us a Netflix recommendation. Obviously, you're going to say Jupiter's Legacy, but if there's anything else, obviously <laughs> we are plugging Jupiter's Legacy, but if there's anything else you would like to recommend on Netflix, or otherwise um, that you've seen, what would you recommend to our listeners? Easily. It's so easy. Is Well, I love The Crown, right? The Crown is brilliant. And I didn't think I would like it because I'm not that interested in the royal family, you know. But I got into it with season two when I went to the premiere because uh, my friends were making it. And I went down and I thought, this is awesome. And I went back and watched it also. I mean, it is great. But my favourite thing, even above The Crown, is comedians in cars getting coffee. This is a 1963 Corvette Stingray in silver blue with a blue interior, kind of a dark purplish upholstery killer. And I think this cool blue is just the right color for my are you kidding me super special guest today, the commander in chief of the United States of America, President Barack Obama, who in my opinion has gotten off just enough funny lines to qualify for getting on this show. I'm Jerry Seinfeld. And this is Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. Good choice! It's the funniest thing. And we watch it. You know what it's like? See, when you... I don't know how people have so much time to watch TV because see, by the time our kids go down, right? Like, my youngest is seven. 
and I'm, I'm like destroyed by the time she goes to bed. Like I'm, we're exhausted by the time she's gone to bed. Maybe nine thirty or something like that. Ten o'clock, we finally get the house to ourselves, and you don't have time to watch a film. You just have time to watch a twenty-minute Jerry Seinfeld thing or something. Comedians in Cars is just absolutely brilliant, and I watch it over and over again. I mean, God knows how long, how many episodes there are now, but I've watched each one a hundred times. The greatest one is maybe the Chris Rock one. The Chris Rock one is fantastic. I love the Mel Brooks one. You know, there's so many great little ones to pick out though. But I could quote you them because I've watched them so many times. I love it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Mark, you've been a legend. You you really have lived up to how excited we were to talk to you. This has been amazing. Well, if we do see season two next time we won't be socially distanced we should do it in the pub yes. yeah yes and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be living in england so we can meet in a london pub all going to get tanked up that sounds amazing and netflix will cover the bill correct <laughs> <laughs> the subscription fees will have to go up a dollar all around the world <laughs> <laughs> Mark was so nice, wasn't he? Oh my I gosh. I love him. I want what, to be him. Such a lovely, lovely guy and really made me want to, you know, seek out my dreams, be do, finish all the projects that I haven't finished sure. at this moment in time. Sure. I've <laughs> given up on believing that you're ever going to finish all the products that you say, projects that you say you are, so sure. You're speaking with your chest as if you too have also finished all of your projects, have yeah, you? Yeah, but it's not about me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you said you went to finish it. I didn't yeah, say you're that. Right, you're right. You're right. I fell into it. I fell into it. Um, so Jupiter's Legacy has been out for a week now. So if you haven't been able to watch it, definitely watch it now. It is on Netflix. And speaking of things that are on Netflix now, here are a few other things that are on Netflix. So first and foremost, and T, you'll be happy to hear this, Motherland Season 2 is already out and so we can watch that now catch up i recently watched motherland season one and tanani is already a massive fan of the show so if you haven't seen it it's a british comedy you should watch that um also we have oxygen which is a french film that's on netflix and came out a couple of days ago we will be speaking to the director alexander azure and i hope i haven't butchered that name but i'm pretty sure i'll learn how to pronounce it properly when we speak to him uh, so if you've got any questions on the film let us know using the hashtag hashtag 10 out of 10 yes bring back the hashtag bring back that hashtag we've missed you so much we really really have so if you have anything to say to us just want to say hi or you've got questions about oxygen use that hashtag and then in terms of other things that are out today love death and robots volume 2 is out and so is new film the woman in the window so tamani where is the woman in the window a horror film sorry is it that horror film it's like a thriller yeah, it's got just... Amy Adams in it, if I'm not confused. Um, and I don't want to give too much away, but I mean, it's kind of, the title kind of gives the away. Title the title says premise. everything about it and I won't it, be watching because I won't be scared. <laughs> I refuse no, no, to be no, scared by a woman, woman in the like window. It's a scary woman in the window. It's a woman who is watching through a window at something oh, that happens. that I will watch. Oh, yeah, that I'm exactly. into. So I love a nosy thriller. Okay, nice. Yeah, exactly. So that is out today too. So catch that and, and watch that over the weekend. But T... It's been a minute. Where can we find you across social? Yes, it has been a while. You can find me at Tolly underscore T on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, use the hashtag 1010 would recommend on everything. And you can find me at SmileGina, that's G-E-N-A on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok if you fancy that. And you can find at Netflix UK on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. Good to be back, guys. Chat to you next week. Love you. (laughs) 